Welcome to the Out of Home Insider Show. We're bringing you tips, tricks, and insider insights on how to make your advertising not only more effective, but more efficient using the most powerful medium available to you today, Out of Home. And I'm really excited about today's guest. We're going to talk all about political advertising. Obviously, it's a hot topic, but we're not just going to talk about how to put up billboards or how to run out of home. We're going to talk about real results for real candidates in real races. So without further ado, I've got Brian Armstrong from AdTrans. He's on the West Coast today. He's joining us bright and early. Brian, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tim. For sure. So Brian, the reason that I reached out to you just yesterday uh, thanks for turning it around so quick, was that you had posted a pretty interesting uh, sort of, we could call it a use study with your partnership with our friends at AdQuick and the mobile billboard company that you run and one particular candidate. So why don't you walk me through how, how has your relationship with AdQuick and mobile billboards, how, how did that all come to be? So uh, I reached out to AdQuick a few months ago, saw what they were doing and was really interested in trying to figure out how I could combine mobile billboards with uh, their platform because they seemed like they were very big on evangelizing all kinds of out of home. Um, and I thought it'd be a good fit. They didn't seem to have anything up that alley. Um, and uh, when talking with them, we found it was going to be really difficult to actually add the inventory to their system. So um, they ended up, uh, sorry about that. Um, um, so they decided that they were going to just keep my information for the time and, you know, kind of work on a case by case basis. We did a campaign for, um, vote.org, um, back in November in Boston. Um, and, uh, based on that, they had reached out to me again. Um, and they had a rush client, um, they were looking to do something with, they were struggling, um, with their inventory and trying to find inventory in a particular area of Las Vegas in uh, North Las Vegas. And um, they were just looking to do something extra. It was an area which uh, Bernie, it turned out it was the Bernie campaign, um, had struggled in in 2016. Um, and he had struggled a little bit with the Latino vote. Um, so they were really pushing um, to get into that area and push early voting. Um, so they came to me and they were like, hey, we have a client that um, is looking to do something here in this area. Uh, can you have a truck there tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m.? And this was about 3 p.m. Uh, of the day. Wow. And I, I love the challenge. In the world? What? Where were you when they said, hey, we need you in Vegas tomorrow at 10? Uh, I was actually getting dressed for a wedding. Um, and I was, my wife, uh, actually, she pinched me, um, cause I kept looking down on my phone during the wedding, uh, checking my emails, um, to see what responses had come through and what was coming through and everything. Cause I had to get a driver ready and make sure the truck was ready. And, um, you know, with that shorter period of time, it, we had a truck out of Los Angeles. Um, so it wasn't a super long, you know, trip, but it is still, with all the moving parts, it can still be a little bit of a struggle to turn something around that quick. But that's kind of what I really, really love about mobile billboards, and especially the LED mobile billboards, is that you can just turn that, if you have a truck nearby, you can turn that thing around as quick as you can get someone into that seat and on the road. Um, and that's what we did. So uh, they 
signed everything. They contracted it at about six or seven o'clock. Um, I think they stayed a little bit late and, um, we got a truck on the road the next morning, uh, and it was on the road 10 AM next morning and it ran for four days. Um, it ran four days of early voting that were still left. And, um, you know, we, it was a little hard to track the response because they don't, um, they don't give you numbers uh, for early voting specifically. They don't give you a specific, these people voted this way during the early voting period or this number of people in this specific area. Um, but what I do know is that overall they had double the turnout in the state for early voting. So they had almost as many people, they had almost as many people vote in early voting as voted in the entire election in 2016. Right. So something right. like 70,000. And that's really what Bernie's campaign is sort of based on is engaging or activating these first time voters or folks who maybe didn't participate in the last election. So let's just you know sort of recap here. In less than 24 hours, you've turned around and you've got a truck on the road on the way to Las Vegas and the campaign is live for four days. And, and how long is that truck running for during the day? Is it 12 hours a day? How's that, how's that sort of work? So usually it's a minimum of an eight hour shift. Okay. Uh, sometimes we'll do six hour shifts, but it's typically minimum eight hour shift. Um, and you pick an eight hour consecutive period, you pick your route, which is exactly what they did. Um, they were hitting a very specific box, uh, which you, you had mentioned in the um, photo that I posted, that was kind of the box that we were operating within. Um, and it was like, it wasn't a huge area, it was a pretty limited area. Um, of of Las Vegas, so and it and it wasn't the typical area that you think of when you think of mobile billboards in Las Vegas, um, where you think of you know just a strip or um, you know down in you know old Las Vegas downtown. Um, you know we were really focusing on, on the more suburban, more residential area. Um, you know to the east of downtown in North Las Vegas. Um, it, it look, yeah, it looks like it's, it's, it's obviously it's on the strip, but it's a pretty specific area um, and, and that you were covering. So it, it sounds like maybe that was feedback from the campaign working with AdQuick to understand here's how we can use mobile billboards to really talk to, I mean, what are we talking about here? This is like a, a four blocks by 10 block sort of square. Yeah, approximately. Um, you know, a cu couple square miles. It was wasn't a huge area, but the population there is pretty dense, um, and it's got a very strong. Um, so a lot of the people that live in that area are um, they're casino workers, they're blue collar. Um, there's a very high Latino population, and again, one of the advantages with an LED truck is that you're rotating uh, two different ads: uh, one English and one Spanish. That's great. Um, you know, and, um, you know, it, it was, uh, I think it was really about hitting an area that they felt that they struggled in, in 2016, um, and trying to really, really boost voter turnout in that particular area. Plus, I think, I think it had something to do with the fact that, uh, with the population demographic in that particular area versus, um, uh, from what I've heard, um, Las Vegas has had a huge uh, bump in the Latino population. Um, 
So, and also this is an earlier map. So I went and I re I looked at the map again and uh, those gray areas are, did go for burning. Um, so that entire square there did go 100% for burn or is a hundred percent as a caucus can go. Um, but all of those were, uh, prime, they, they were won by burning he got the majority of the vote in all of those. And, um, for most of them that I saw, he did a pretty good sweep. You know, I'm not, uh, not going to talk about numbers in front of me too much, but, um, you know, when I clicked on some of them, he had a pretty healthy lead. Um, you know, so it looked like we, you know, we got out where people were, shopping where um you know we got we parked across the street from where they were doing the early voting they had one early voting um station in this area um so we parked across the street from there um and we just you know kind of got got out where people were you know which is what i think the, re the campaign really wanted was to get you know get in front of all different kinds of people you know that they wouldn't normally get with just a normal you know billboard out on the strip or something Makes sense. So they're targeting an audience that wasn't necessarily as supportive as Bernie Sanders as a candidate, you know, just three and a half years ago. So we're, we're, it's that conquest sale, right? I'm trying to change someone's behavior or influence a thought process. Not only am I trying to influence that behavior, but then I'm also trying to activate them as, a, as an early voter which is challenging in and of itself. So not only were you able to influence that behavior, but you're also able to help activate the early voters at twice the rate that they traditionally saw by using a really smart mobile billboard campaign, which I think is a, is a great testimony to out of home in political specifically. Obviously there's so many backend analytical tools that these campaigns have access to, but you know, sometimes it's just something as simple as this saying, hey, look, he wasn't very good here, we did this, and then all of a sudden he was good here. Correlation at least, causation, I'm sure that there's more data points that the campaign has behind it that says, heck yeah, this worked, otherwise uh, we would do something else. But the fact of the matter is we see more campaigns investing in political, but understanding how to use it to get the result you want is really the, the purpose of this conversation. So I think it's, it's an incredible success story and, uh, and and just a, a great way for political to use billboards in a non-traditional way in an area that you may not have inventory, right? So Adquick came to you and said, hey, we don't have inventory there, but we, 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 we see the opportunity. So the fact that you were able to activate that quickly, have a driver there, that's a tremendous advantage. Are you, are you nationwide, if there's a campaign in Tuscaloosa or Tacoma, you know, are you able to support that? Yeah, so, so what we have is uh, we have um, a fleet of static trucks that are based all over the country, and um, we will go anywhere. Um, I've done jobs in 48 out of the 50 states. It's the only states I have not done a campaign in is uh, Idaho and um, North Dakota. So those are the only two states I have not run a campaign in um, in the last uh, 15 years. Um, uh, in Alaska, sorry, uh, Alaska. So 47 states. Um, but, um, you know, we have a fleet of over a hundred led trucks. We have 30 static trucks. Um, they're spread out all over, uh, the led trucks are local. Um, so, uh, we have them spread out in different DMAs so that they, uh, are 
it's easier to coordinate them because they're more they're activated more on like a daily basis. Okay. Um, but we can bring a truck pretty much anywhere, and and the real like you were saying, you know, with the lack of inventory, it's uh, it's really good for areas where um, there's a low inventory rate or there's a high occupancy rate. You know, where it's a real struggle um, to try and get yourself on a billboard. Um, and in a lot of, uh, larger markets, the cost of a single highway billboard and the cost of a static mobile billboard, um, are comparable, you know, and especially with the, um, you know, you get pretty good, uh, pretty good return. Um, you know, impression wise, we did, we did something with street metrics. We did a campaign for a client for New York comic con. Um, which, you know, if anybody who does the New York city, Manhattan market can know that it is extremely expensive to get on almost any of the outdoor in Manhattan. I mean, it's, it's limited and it's expensive. So the client, um, decided to get four led trucks that were circling, um, and each of those trucks over a four day period pulled in, uh, 1.92 million impressions. So it was about. 500,000 impressions per vehicle per day, um, which uh, was, I, I feel was pretty strong, you know, and it was focused on tourists and focused on the convention center. And it was a way for them to get really, really targeted. And a lot of political campaigns do, um, you know, do the same thing, you know, like Bernie did, you know, found the area that was uh, lacking, did not have inventory and, you know, opted for mobile, um, you know, and you can do it with, with all kinds of different mobile, LEDs, statics, uh, truck side, um, you know, there's now um, the fireflies and the different, um, you know, taxi top digitals, um, you know, and it's all very, it's all very effective, you know, it's about, it's more, it's mostly just about how much control you want over your uh, advertisement, you know, is what it boils down to, but it's all great. Speaking of control, I, I had the opportunity to work with one of the super PACs and we talked about it a little bit before, uh, before going live here, um, working with one of the super PACs who was promoting a candidate in um, South Carolina and a presidential candidate, as a matter of fact, who was polling at less than 2% nationally. So relatively unknown candidate. Now, the candidate has unfortunately since dropped out of the race, but I'd like to tell that candidate, I think you dropped out a little too soon because if he'd gotten to see what I saw, which was the direct impact of an out-of-home campaign, um, I, I think maybe he would have stuck around a little longer. So I'm, I'm gonna throw my screen up here and, uh, and share that with you. And hopefully I've done this successfully. Let's just, just double check and, and make sure that I, all right, there we go. Um, so I was working with the Humanity Forward Super PAC, supporting Andrew Yang. And it was right at the end of January, right at the beginning of February. It was, it was about a week actually before Andrew pulled out of the race. But I was working with the, uh, with the team and we wanted to focus on Charleston, South Carolina because the Democratic debate is going to be there, um, what's it, 24th? I think it's there tomorrow actually. Oh, tonight, tonight, today's the 25th. The Democratic debate is in Charleston tonight. Um, so we wanted to be there, have a presence ahead of the debate, and then South Carolina primary polling is on Saturday, the 29th. So the, the team made a significant investment in Charleston and Florence, South Carolina. And 
it had been about a week into the into the campaign being up on digital billboards all throughout those markets and i wanted to be able to provide good useful feedback for them in terms of what are the results but when you have a candidate that's polling at less than two percent nationally a relative unknown um and you're not tied in directly to the campaign how do you know what's working so I used Google Trends, and I'm going to zoom in here a little bit. I used Google Trends to look at search activity for, at the time, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders were the, were the, you know, the one-two punch, right? Bloomberg hadn't, hadn't been on a debate stage yet. We knew he was sort of coming into the race, but it was a Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden contest even just a few weeks ago. Andrew Yang, as you can see here on the screen, pegged out at 100 on Google Trends search interest metric which is the highest you can get bernie sanders in charleston was an 88 joe biden was a 70. so again a candidate polling at less than two percent nationally more popular than the two front runners in the market where his team was significantly investing and out of home and they used their digital billboards in a pretty cool way they started tweeting out the the webcam photos of um their their live Twitter feed. Now we saw the, the Bloomberg campaign do something similar with digital billboards and, and, and engagement that way. But they tweeted out a picture of their first digital billboard with the dynamic Twitter feed. And the thing got retweeted over 250 times in the first 24 hours. So in terms of social engagement, right, we talk about social activation without of home. And this is a really clever way to do it. And again, we've seen the Bloomberg campaign do something similar. But then we, we continue to look at the analytics. We continue to look at the Google Trends here. On the right-hand side, you can see who the interest is for. Bernie Sanders, he ranks for Charleston. He's uh, Charleston's the third most popular city for uh, Bernie Sanders in that metro. And then Florence is number four. You can see Joe Biden doesn't rank for Charleston or Florence at all. But then look at this. Andrew Yang, again, the relative unknown, number one most popular out of those three in Charleston and then also ranking for Florence. Columbia probably could have been a good market for him too, considering that Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden weren't especially strong there. He was number two for Columbia, and I'm sure with an out-of-home campaign, he probably could have spread that out uh, a little bit more. So I think we've got two really great examples between what, what, what your team did there in Vegas for the Bernie team, and then what my team did in South Carolina for Andrew Yang. So two different candidates, two different states, two different approaches, both using out of home and both getting the result that ultimately they're looking for, right? Drive interest, get people to, to engage with your campaign in some way. So um, I think it's a pretty exciting time for out of home. What's next for you? I think you're, you're in California right now? Yeah, uh, I am uh, currently activating a campaign for uh, for one of my clients. I had to fill in for a driver that called in last minute, um, but uh, I am headed back uh, home when this is done, back to Florida, to my home base, um, and uh, we are working on activating something for political client X in, uh, in front of the White House this week, so hopefully I'll get some pictures of that out, and that might uh, drive some interest um, and uh, hopefully it's going to be a super busy uh, year um, you know with political advertising I, I think it is it's already been a pretty you know pretty busy year you know for political buying um, and we're not uh, even halfway done 
So we haven't even gotten to the primary and uh, or to the convention. Um, and then once the convention goes, it, it'll it'll be insane, I think. So I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited to see um, you know all the different kinds of out of home campaigns and uses of out of home that um, you know you're going to see and all the different um, messages you know you're going to see. It's it's always interesting to say the least. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So your, your inventory is limited though. So if, if somebody's listening to you right now and says, Hey, Brian, I want to do a campaign with you. What's the best way for them to get in touch? How do we find you? Uh, so the best way is uh, you can either go to add trans, um, or you can call me on my cell phone number, which is 941-266-2290. Uh, I make it a point to be available anytime, day or night, uh, because your uh, your client might not always follow business hours, and um, you know I try to make myself uh, available as much as possible. Um, and if for some reason you don't get a hold of me, you'll hear back from me in 10, 15 minutes. That's great, and I can speak to Brian making himself available. It was probably less than 24 hours ago that I said, "Hey, man, I want to do this," and Brian has made himself available on the road. Uh, it looks like we might have lost a little bit of video feed in there, but we were still able to share everything on the screen. What I'll do as well, Brian, is I'm going to link to your website and to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So if you're listening to this and you want to connect with Brian, you want to follow him, he's always posting great stuff on LinkedIn about how mobile billboards work, about campaigns that he's working on. So get in touch with him, especially if it's in a market that you don't have out-of-home coverage in but you see the value of out of home because that's ultimately the goal of this show, right? Is to bring you great ideas, tips, tricks, insider insights, and all that stuff. So if this has been helpful, please share it with someone else who would benefit. We love the support that uh, everyone's given us. So thank you for that. We hope that you continue to tune into the out of home insider show. I'm Tim Rowe. It's been Brian Armstrong from ad trans and we'll see you real soon.